0: What's up everybody? Alex here. Welcome back to another episode of Jiu Jitsu Radio. It's going to be a fun one today. We're going to keep the intro short because I want to get right into it. Uh, The next guest is someone that I wanted to get on the podcast for a while. We were supposed to get him on uh, a little while ago. Didn't work out. Schedules get a little bit wacky and then obviously everything else that happens in life. But super awesome guy hilarious to follow him online if you don't make sure you follow him i'm gonna have all his information down in the description below as always big thank you to all of our sponsors we're gonna give you guys more information about that later on but without any further ado i hope you guys had a great week and check out this episode if you like it please hit the subscribe button Hit the little notification bell if you're watching us on YouTube, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever else you get your podcast, hit the subscribe button. And if you really think that we deserve it, go ahead and hit the share button. Share this with your friends. I appreciate all the love and all the support. We got a bunch of great other uh, guests coming in the next couple of weeks and months, so I hope you enjoy it. And without any further ado, the champ, the man himself, Emil Fisher. Ladies and gentlemen, after much waiting, mostly on my part, not his, we got the three time Nogi Pants champion, multiple time fight to win champion, Emil Fisher, Mr. Fisher, black belt. Uh, you're, you're a little bit over a year now as a black belt, right?
1: A little bit under a year
0: under a year when did, when was the the exact date because i was trying to find it
1: august fifteenth, twenty 2021
0: oh nice dude like five uh, five days after my birthday nice
1: yeah my birthday is august 15th
0: oh nice no way
1: yeah so, so my coach was like hey i'm giving you your black belt when you want it i'm like uh can we do it on my birthday
0: <laughs> that way he kind of forces the hand he has to give it to you on your birthday
1: no i mean like it was funny because it was actually it was almost not going to be then because he almost like had to go on some trip or something "Ah." no it just worked out
0: (laughs) so i feel i mean i've been a fan of yours for for a while now but i feel like there's not enough information about your history like like training jiu-jitsu and stuff like that so I, i feel like we should probably start this podcast off with a little bit more background on you like who you are, where you came from, how you started up in jujitsu, and kind of go from there.
1: So I, 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 um, I'm a meal fisher. Um, I started doing uh, martial arts when I was eight years old back in 1993. Uh, that was how I got started. And um, from there, it was like initially we were doing just uh, – Oh, that's good. There you, you. go that's good <laughs> sorry guys i I'm a piece of shit um, no you're so, good so like i started doing martial arts when i was eight um and then uh when i was like 14 the group that i was doing martial arts with got infiltrated by these gracie jiu-jitsu guys these guys like uh they, 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 they liked their Gracie Jiu Jitsu and, and they were showing us techniques and things and stuff. And um, that's how I initially got introduced to Gracie Jiu Jitsu. This was in 1999.
0: Uh, and from there, uh, it was just. Ah. There you go. Now, now you're in the zone.
1: <laughs> so, like, sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, so there, from there, it was when I went to college. So I trained for about two, three years, semi-regularly, like once every week or so, maybe like a couple times a month, doing jiu-jitsu, the rest of the time I was focusing on striking, and when I went to college, um, they had a Brazilian jiu-jitsu club at my college, actually the college I went to, there's like a lot of decent to Pretty good grapplers that came out of college. I went to it's a like kind of random. I went to Binghamton University, and like, you know guys like Aaron Harris, he went there. There was this kid, uh, uh, Max Rudderman, Rutter- was uh, a very good competitor out of Unity Jiu-Jitsu. He went there, uh, and then he transferred to Cornell. Like there was like a bunch of like really good guys that went there. So I was going there, and I, I would drop into the Jiu-Jitsu club there. And then when I moved back to Cleveland in 2000. Eleven, I started training here in Cleveland. Like I actually like was like, all right, I'm gonna see if I can compete. I'm gonna see like, you know, what I can do with this. Thing. Right. So like that was that's the history. And then from 2011 to 2012, I trained at one gym. Then 2012 to 2013, I trained in another gym. And then I trained like six months at some other gym, and then I wound up at Strong Style, which is you know where I wound up. Going white to black belt and still have loyalty and allegiance there.
0: All right. So yeah, because when I was doing all the research and stuff on you, you're you were like the the 15 year white belt.
1: I was, yeah.
0: So it's like the the I, I wouldn't say it was sandbagging. But that's pretty really close to sandbag for 15 years.
1: <laughs> Man, here's, so here's, here's thing. So like up until 2011, I never trained seriously. I never put yeah. a D on. Okay, so like,
0: so you were strictly no gi?
1: Yeah, I. Oh, the first time I put a gi on, period, a Brazil, uh, a judo or jiu-jitsu gi was 2010. The place where I was going to college, they had a judo club that was training out of this gym. Mm-hmm. It was like a Planet Fitness style gym that like offered like 24 hour access to the gym for ten dollars a month, and you got to take judo classes if you wanted them. Which I thought was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So I did I did that for a bit. So like I was doing judo, but like it was six months and I was not taking it seriously, to
0: be honest right. with you. So what was it that I mean, granted anybody going through college understands like when you started something and then school starts, you kinda like lose track of like all the other things that kind of that you wanted to do. But what flipped the switch for you that finally made you want to focus full time into jujitsu?
1: I mean I so I had a job, right? So, like, it's not, you know, I'm not going to be a full-time. But yeah. as far as like doing it, the, the amount that I do it. Um, so when I moved back to Cleveland, there were academies that were run by black belts and that were, like, serious. Because, like, here's the thing. In Binghamton, where I went to college, there was no, like, I think the highest level guys in the area were purple belts. Mm. I was almost like, I'm almost, I, I, I had this this, and in hindsight, it was stupid. But I had this idea in my head that I was better off just dicking around and not taking it seriously. And then, like, once I find a black belt, training under them. Right. Like, that was kind of where I was at in my head at the time.
0: And, I mean, it makes sense. It's like, you can't really fault someone for thinking about that. Because, I mean, nowadays, you kind of sit there and look at it, too. It's like, there's there are some really high-level purple belts, for sure. But you're not going to get as good of a training. Like from a purple belt, as you are from a world champion black belt.
1: It depends, man. It depends, right? So, like, yeah. there, I look at the local scene up here, there are gyms that are run by brown belts, or that, you know, at some point were run by purple belts that mm. are better than some gyms run by black belts.
0: So That's true. That's very true.
1: Like, it's, it, 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 the belt doesn't fucking matter. At the time, I thought it did. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny. I want, I, I kind of like, when i started training again 2011 i placed a lot of importance on you know black belts and you know how many degrees this, oh this guy's a third degree black belt this guy's a second degree. i'm gonna train under mm. black now like you know once i hit blue belt i was like man belts are fucking bullshit they don't matter <laughs> and as a black belt i'm like belts are fucking bullshit they don't matter yeah but i'm very grateful to my coach that he you know entrusted me with the rank of black belt and i try to like be responsible with it and whatnot. Not be a piece of shit. But at the end of the day, there are, you know, blue belts that can fucking wax me, and there are decent competitive black belts that I have destroyed on the competition. Yeah. Like, who the fuck knows?
0: So, what do you what do you think from your experience? Because I mean, you're you're pretty regular competitor. Like, what do you think is really the the reason why there's such a degree of Gap between like skill level from like so many different black belts. Granted, I mean, there's people that started when they were like five years old and stuff, but I mean, it, it seems like there really is a huge, huge gap between some high level black belts and then just like the regular guys like down the street.
1: I mean, yes, like yeah, I agree. I I agree. There's a big difference, and and quite frankly, it's the difference between somebody that played. You know, college ball, and somebody that plays pro ball. Like it's yeah. just, you're gonna have people that have the time resources. Like it's being being good at this, or like being great at this, is very much like a product of time resources, physical ability, mental acuity. Um, did I mention time resources?
0: <laughs> <laughs> time, time is definitely the biggest one, and then.
1: Like people are like people are like oh this guy's only been training for three years and he's beating world killers yeah but he's been training three times a day for three years he literally lives at the gym yeah he's training more in a week than some hobbyists train in six months you know yeah
0: and like and that's kind of like the one thing that's always like weird especially if you're talking about like IBJJF tournaments it's like when you see the guys that that's literally what they do is train all day every day going up against like the weekend warrior the guy that only gets to train like three times a week and he like maybe this is the most he's gotten to focus on for a match but then they're like pounding their chest like screaming they beat this guy it's like okay well (laughs) it's like it's like all right well i mean thank god you won because then it would have looked really bad for you yeah so you're you're kind of known for your 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 style really like you really kind of have i wouldn't say a flashy style but you come out with like the colorful geese the colorful rash guards and things like that is that something that you've always done or is that something where you just kind of like nah this is kind of what i want to do now
1: well so when i first started training it was like i i was big into like austere gear like i wanted to like you know stuff that was super simple like i'd cut Like i remember one time i bought a storm gi and i cut the patches off of it because i didn't want to like i was like i'm not fucking advertising for these jackasses like <laughs> i'm serious and like yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like i just I, that's the kind of person i was and I, it's kind of the person i am honestly but like what it came down to was i just realized how much it annoys people when you wear shit that's colorful and it's like no no you know what i'm gonna annoy everybody yeah like fuck you guys colors are fun you know like i was was literally the mindset it was just it was it was not particularly sophisticated or like you know oh the unicorn means this and this and this and a yellow gee represents my fiery spirit. yeah Yeah, is gonna annoy people i'm gonna fucking wear it
0: do you think that that, I mean, I guess more earlier on than now, because obviously more people know you now, but do you think like early on when you like show up in competition wearing stuff like that, they're like, oh, this guy's a joke. I'm going to run like right through him. And then all of a sudden, like you wreck him.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That was I I. I, I used to have people literally tell me afterwards, like, holy shit, I can't believe how good you are at this. That's like. Yeah, well, if I wasn't confident in my shit, I probably wouldn't be wearing these, uh, these
0: colors. <laughs> like, so, at danger, what point?
1: This way of warning you of wearing danger is bright colors, right? Right,
0: exactly. So, it's like, I mean, it's kind of 50-50. Either, like, this guy's pranking me right now, and, like, he doesn't know what he's doing, or it's like, this guy's trying to throw me off my game, and he's an absolute animal. Like, So, I mean, like, here's that's...
1: Here's the thing. When it comes down to, what are they thinking about?
0: They're more I mean, worried they're about more like different. what you're wearing yeah they're it's
1: more like, worried yeah like here's the thing best case scenario for them they ignore what i'm wearing and perform the way they normally perform worst case scenario they're more focused on my attire than they are on beating me
0: yeah I, I know crazy. i mean yeah i mean and that's why i think it's like hilarious because like i've always thought about it's like why do these schools really give a crap about it has to be a white gi? You're not allowed to wear a blue gi or a black gi or anything like that. It has to be a white gi. It's like that's got nothing to do with anything. It's like it's, it's not going to affect whether you're going to get choked out more or less. Like it is what it is.
1: Well, like when I joined, when I joined the gym where I train like Strong Style, when I joined Strong Style. One of the first conversations I had with my coach, because like I had at the time I was a white belt and I had one goofy geek. It was this bright green. It was this lime green tatami fight wear, a gee. was a. Re- it's actually it's a really nice. Gear. Yeah. I, and- like, I still like it. Um. The thing was like fucking loud. <laughs> and uh, the first gym that I had it at, literally, they just told me like you can't wear that your white belt. I mean, you can't wear that anyways because we don't allow anything other than blue, black, and uh, white. And the next gym I trained at. I asked the instructor. I was like, "Hey, is it okay if I wear this?" He goes, "Yeah, it's fun." Then every time I wore it, like I wouldn't stop hearing him talk about it. He was like, it's eh, such a fucking ugly gee. Why are you wearing that? Why are you always wear that shit? You look like a fucking clown." Like it was like, "Bro, what does it matter to you?"
2: Yeah.
1: And when I joined Strong Style, like I asked my coach Pablo, I'm like, "Hey, is it cool for me to wear colorful gees? Do you have a policy as far as gee colors go?" He goes, "Is it clean?" Like, yeah. Does, does it have pockets or like holes in it or some shit? Like, no. Goes, I don't fucking care. Don't really want <laughs> like, who the fuck am I to tell you what to wear?
0: Right. I mean, and,
1: like, I, and, he, and he and and he's true to that. Like, I'd wear that gi. Maybe like, oh man, that's, that 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 really suits your personality. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Like he doesn't care. Like I wore it to. I used to wear it to seminars. We had seminars at the gym.
0: Like how long did it take for people to start kind of recognizing you just by that alone? It's like, oh, it's that guy from like Instagram that always has all like the crazy gear on. No. Really?
1: Yeah, like honestly. People always just recognize me for this for my style. They do yeah. like the one thing the one thing I do have a lot of people always comment on is the unicorn onesie. Yeah. So like what it is, it's 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 uh it's from Chipsy Elves. Um, mm. One of my uh, followers bought it for me, and um, like I, I gotta say, it's and this is gonna sound stupid, but it's the truth. It's the best piece of equipment I own. Really? I'm not being funny. Like I'm, I'm yeah. like get serious. So yeah, I, it's this heavyweight cotton onesie with a two-way zipper. It's got like the zipper that goes up and then the other zipper that goes up, like to like if you gotta go to the bathroom or something. Right, right. It's got a hood, okay? It's got underarm vents and crotch vents.
0: So and I mean you're always cool.
1: You're all like well, the thing is that what I'll do is I'll warm up and like as stupid as it looks, I'll warm up, I'll put the thing on. I keep my warm-up, but then if I'm getting too hot, I can just unzip the vents and I'm good.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it sounds like it just makes sense.
1: And then on top of that, it's got a bunch of pockets on it, like some hidden, some like straightforward. And it's, so it's great. Like it's really <laughs> a to have. Like, as, as stupid as it looks, it's like, like I would recommend that everybody invest in a onesie. Like it doesn't have to be the fuck, if it's something flashy or something, it'd be like, right. just you know, plain black or whatever. I don't, I don't care. But like, I'm telling you as a piece of equipment, yeah. it's a great thing to have with you in a competition.
0: So, did you, like, buy, like, a couple more just in case so, like, you don't wear out that the one that was given to you?
1: Should have, in hindsight. <laughs> I don't know if to it like that
0: it's like, damn. No, I'm sure you could find it. I mean, it'll probably be a little bit tougher to, to find, but for sure you can find, like, something they all, closer. They
1: still, exist. they still have that product. I don't yeah. know if it's... I think they might have, like, downgraded their quality a little bit. Yeah. But that thing is, like... I think it's made really well.
0: Yeah. That's funny. I mean... They got to sponsor you for that, too, now, huh?
1: I've been trying to get them, to, bro. <laughs> they actually, funny but true, they sent me a onesie for one of my coaches to wear for a walkout for one of my fight to wins. Really? Yeah.
0: That's awesome, though. I mean, like, most companies won't even, like, do that. So that's kind of cool, at least that they, they acknowledge you for it.
1: Well, I mean, I had these videos of me doing these absurd walkouts at fight to wins. Yeah, yeah, Like, like ridiculous shit. And <laughs> I was like, guys do you really not want me wearing your stuff like come on you know other companies make onesies like yeah better quality shit out there but i like how the unicorn one looks so
0: but i mean like i I, that's one of the things that i find like that's really not just like entertaining but like awesome by you because you have the techniques you have the skills but you also have that that you don't really give a shit attitude about what anybody thinks like that's what you want to wear that's what you want to do and it just seems that like it surprises me how there's not more people like that in jiu-jitsu where it's like everybody is so concerned about what other people think or they want to keep the it's a, oh,
1: it's a, fuck it, dude, it's a garbage sport i'm sorry yeah so like i was talking about it with uh, with one of my buddies um the other day like he's uh he just moved back to cleveland the cleveland area his name's carlton we just had lunch today mm. carlton um he's a uh, you know from middle school we're friends and he was like man you know it's so great you're doing the sport i'm like no it's not like it's a fight like honestly like jujitsu people suck
0: i mean i don't disagree with it I, I mean i've been in like doing this only for what Seven or eight years now, but I've been fortunate enough to be around like a lot of high level people, and I don't think people realize unless they really get into it how shitty the politics are in in jujitsu. Like it's absolute trash.
1: Yep. And then on top, like to make it even worse, right? So you got your politics, which are trash, and then you got the fact that people. Like here's an example, okay? Got all these fucking all right fuckers who are like, Oh, save the children, save the children, but cyborgs a legend. The same fucking idiots. Yeah. Seriously, like you're you're gonna talk about saving the children, but it's totally cool if Cyborg's competing on the same map as you.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and you you're one of the few people that's like that will will go out there and say it, like so when everything happened and really got exposed, like a lot of people were were afraid to talk about it. No.
1: Yeah. because 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 here's the thing. Honestly, like the honest to god truth, is that if tomorrow competing in jujitsu is no longer feasible for me, I'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be like I don't like I do it literally for two reasons. Number one, it's a great vehicle for information gathering, like exposing my weaknesses, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And number
2: two, it's
1: good for marketing. Yeah. Just if if tomorrow is no longer available, I find another way to fucking get that information. I find another way to market. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But
0: no, it, it's true. It's true. And
1: they build their whole identity around. It.
0: Yeah, and me, and that's the that's the part that I think is funny. It's like MMA fighters find out about it, realize that a lot faster than jiu-jitsu people do because a lot of jujitsu people think oh well i'm gonna go be a world champion like no you're not it's like you're you're not gonna be like a world champion if you're not gonna sit there and train like you said like umpteen times a week to sit there and doing everything and even if you do win worlds it doesn't matter it doesn't automatically no, fucking mean
1: cares. yeah no, fucking cares. there are people today who do jujitsu who probably don't know who hodger Gracie is
0: oh yeah no i did oh, i walking-
1: I was watching a reel of, uh, of, of Zach Maxwell versus uh, Gary Tonin. Mm. You know who Zach Maxwell is? Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Zach Maxwell was one of the fucking best competitors of his generation about like five, six years ago. Uh huh. Nobody knows who he is now. Who?
0: What uh, What academy was he out of?
1: He under uh, Steve Maxwell, his dad. Okay. You know who Steve Maxwell is? Nope. Exactly. Yeah. Steve Maxwell was one of the original Gracie Jiu Jitsu black belts. He, um, you know it was was in Hoist's corner for the first ufc's
0: yes Is that the guy from california
1: no he's from uh he's from um philadelphia
0: okay like, i
1: well, get you, like, you got like
0: no 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 100% 100% margarita? you
1: know who margarita is
0: i want to say yes but no let's say exactly. no yeah exactly like, but, but, I mean, it's the same thing because there's tons of people like that. I mean, like, I can tell you, like, one time, like, when when I was training at Jocko, like, the Black Zillions, we have, like, world champions coming in there. And we obviously had the MMA team. So, I remember one Saturday, open mat, we're all lined up, getting ready to do. That's the system the, the teacher at the time was doing. And I just turned around and I see on one of the other practice mats, it it was um henzo henzo sitting there working with like one of the pros so i told the other guys i'm like hey you guys better like you know get your your shit together you gotta look good in front of henzo and they're like who i'm like bro you don't know who the fuck that is and this is how bad it got is that when we're walking out Matt Mitrione is standing there watching my coach now working with Henzo and another fighter. And yeah. the, he's like, That guy's pretty good. Who's that? I'm like, Are you, <laughs> dude, are you fucking joking, Matt? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, was that? like, That's Henzo." It's like, Oh, oh I, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. But like, I, it's like that, like everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's so, especially down here.
1: Yeah, and that's the reason I don't fucking give a shit because honestly, what it comes down to is it doesn't matter. Yeah. I could win could worlds tomorrow. And in three years, the only person that's going to know I'm a world champion is me.
0: But do you think that's a lack of people trying to put in the the study time in the history of like grappling and jujitsu? Or is it just like one of those things like it's just, it doesn't matter. It's just everything changes so much and there's so many people doing it. I don't
1: know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, honestly, like there's a couple of things. Number one, there's like a million fucking world champions each year. Yeah at every weight class, and then you have your master's and you have your absolute, right? And you have your women's division. Uh, the other thing is that the sports garbage and the other thing is that the is garbage. And
0: like, it's 100%. It's just like, it's
1: just, it's frustrating. Yeah. And for me, like I love jujitsu, I love training. I love teaching, um, you know. I'm not crazy about competition, like, as a, as a general thing. Like, at the end of the day, competition, is not fun, like because you're sitting around all fucking day waiting yeah. to compete. Like yeah. that's why I like super fights, honestly, because you get out there, you do your thing, you leave.
0: <laughs> but you like, and you have trouble finding like people that compete against you. Like you had the the one event uh, a little while ago where there was like no black belt in the area that would sit there and take the challenge to go like and compete against well,
1: you. Uh, I mean, honestly, in that case, like I could have probably found a match if I looked outside the immediate area, but I was trying to make a point. <laughs> Yeah. Because the Cleveland like as shitty as jujitsu is, Cleveland jujitsu is really a fucking emphasis on how shitty it is. Like Cleveland just sucks. Like, Why is that? Um hard heads soft asses. Yeah. A lot of ego. Um there's like there's a handful of academies that have an open mind that want to get better and that want to actually like build competition ready competitors. Um but like most of the big academies locally are like super vain and like not interest not interested in exposing themselves to challenges. Is it like yeah.
0: Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead.
1: It's like there's like one academy that like they literally it's called Rio Pro. Mm-hmm. Um I I've called them out multiple times because they just suck. Um and like they, they literally on their website they they advertise themselves as the best Jiu-Jitsu academy in Cleveland. It's like no, you're not. No, you're not. But
0: I think you posted like a bunch of stuff about it, but it was like a while ago.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, like I I'm just, I'm like the thing is that nobody has, because everybody's worried about the politics. Everybody's worried about what's gonna happen, and if they do call it, if they do call it out, so they just don't. So I'm like, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll fucking care.
0: Well, I mean, and that's the part, too, is like people like that, then they get away with it. But like, are they kind of one of those academies, like they don't allow people to come out like from other academies to train over there and they don't allow their students to go train someplace else? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Like, I never understood that. Like, it's so stupid to me. Like, I would understand if it's like out of respect, you tell. Like your professor, hey, I'm gonna go train over there, like because of so and so invited me or whatever. And maybe there's some kind of politics behind on that. But the like the fact that so many people are just like, No, we don't go train at other academies, like, dude, a fucking arm bar is an arm bar. Like you're not gonna teach some fucking ancient you know what, secret. You
1: know what it comes down to? You know what it comes down to? A lot of professors out there are not Are not as good as their local contemporaries, Mm -hmm. and they don't want their students to realize this.
0: I hundred percent agree
1: because they fear that their students will leave. Now, like I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to name any names about this, but like there's a couple of local instructors in this area who have stepped away from that. Like they know where they're at. They're aware of the fact that they're, you know, not able to do the things that they wish they were able to do physically. Yeah. They're decent enough instructors. And they're nice enough people. And like they make their students feel welcomed and at home. And so they're not scared. Yeah, They're not worried about being exposed. They'll even compete sometimes and lose in front of their students. And then post a video of this happening and their students don't leave. Doesn't change. Doesn't move the needle for them. Yeah. So what it comes down to is if jujitsu is supposed to be about the technique, and if it's really supposed to be about setting your ego aside for a little bit in order to improve your abilities, then what the fuck does it matter if you get tapped or not? Mm-hmm. Who cares? I mean, I've I've won matches and I've lost matches since I've been teaching. I haven't lost any students because I lost matches.
0: Yeah. But
1: they make fun of me. They make fun of me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, oh, "How are you gonna fucking lose to that guy?" It's like
0: it happens. It yeah, happens. Anybody can get got. Yeah. But no, I I hundred percent agree with you because I had that issue with my last teacher and i've never had any problem calling him out like the guy was a, an absolute piece of shit where you could tell like he would sit there and, and and do the whole speech of nobody watching a youtube like don't do like don't watch youtube and trying this that and the other but then i would like sit there and see a video on instagram or youtube where all of a sudden like it got really popular started going around and then we get into class that monday and all of a sudden we're learning this technique or this the kicker that this was the best part for, for me is um, Mikey and Tammy Musumichi came and started training with us. But then they also started teaching classes. So, of course, I'm going to go learn with Tammy and Mikey. Why not? So, I have my main instructor. And then I go and, like, I would have class twice a week with Tammy and Mikey. They were sitting there doing a group class. Why not? Yes. I made one post one day saying like, oh like I'm so grateful that I get to train like world champions. Why wouldn't I? They're great people. They're super nice. Like Mikey was still a, a brown belt, or whatever. Because I made that post, mind you, my teacher at the time would always tell us, there's no stand-up. We're not gonna start from standing up. He never taught us any takedowns or anything. So wouldn't you know at that very next class? It was maybe five minutes at technique. And so like, all right, we're gonna roll. And then he calls me out. All of a sudden, he goes, boop, 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 puts from five minutes to 10 minutes on the timer. I'm like, okay, whatever. I go to sit down, get ready to start. He's like, get up. I'm like, for what? He's like, get up. I'm like, okay. And then sure enough, he start, wham, like just drops the Onagi on me. I'm like, oh, I get it. I see what's going on. So for 10 minutes, he just, for 10 minutes, he proceeded to go. I'm like, dude, I didn't realize you were that fucking insecure. Like, I didn't realize it was that. And then we started noticing more and more things. I was like, you know what? This guy isn't for me. This guy isn't for me. And, like, now, man, I'm super happy. But, like, those are all the lessons that nobody ever tells you in jiu-jitsu.
1: You don't don't learn that. You don't hear that. People don't talk about it, about how shitty jiu-jitsu people are. 100%. And and it's, like, when you find people who are not like that, they are special. Like, one thing, one guy that's really cool, um, He's this instructor down, maybe like half an hour south of me. His name is Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason's a great guy. Like Jason's absolutely wonderful. If you're listening to Jason, huge shout out to you. Thank you for always being fucking great. And uh some of Jason's students really like some of the techniques that I show. So I've had them coming up and training with me, and mm-hmm. they go back down to Jason's gym and they're showing the guys. To see, it's like, no. I want that. I yeah. want. Like I don't fucking care. Like like I always tell I have. A handful of students that I'm not their only instructor, and I just tell them, like, listen, I don't fucking care, mm-hmm. I really. I really don't care. That being said, if you want me to promote you, let me know if I'm your promoting instructor. Yeah, if I'm not promoting instructor, cool. If I am, cool. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm selling you a service, I am selling you a product. That product is the information that I have spent. The last several years developing, learning, perfecting, not perfecting, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right?
2: Mm -hmm. That's
1: all I am. I'm selling you a service. If you come to me for this service and you pay me money for this service, you are doing me a huge favor. You are helping me realize a part of, you know, my 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 wildest dreams. Thank you. You owe me nothing more than paying me for my time when you take my time. Like,
0: like you would any college professor, any teacher, any tutor. Like, yeah. you're paying me for my time. That's it. Oh, thanks to the tutoring classes that you gave me, I was able to pass this test. Or thanks to your instruction, I was able to defend myself in this situation.
1: Exactly. That's all it is. Like, I, I mean, I'm an instructor prostitute, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right, like, right. right. My, my, my coach, Sean, came up with that the other day. Like it, it doesn't matter, and I don't own another grown man. I don't have yeah. any fucking authority over another grown man. If they want, if they they feel like they're going to find a better product elsewhere, they should go elsewhere. Yeah. It's that do simple. you? And I'm not going to hate them for it either.
0: Do you think that there's there's any end in sight for that kind of old school kind of mentality?
1: No. No, I don't. I think that it's ingrained into human nature. Mm. And I think that when you talk about something as small and shitty as jiu-jitsu and the jiu-jitsu world community, nah. yeah. no. It's it's gonna it's it's gonna take a lot for it to change. And I don't think it ever will because it's part of human nature.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's for from my point of view, it's one of those things it's like that old karate kung fu movie kind of like thing. It's like, oh, they're a rival school. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or then it's like the guys that are usually the subpar, if you will, are going to be the ones that are like, no, yeah, like, oh, no, you're my student. Like, you go over there, you're going to be stabbing me in the back. Like, you're not going to be able to to come back here ever again. Like, so yeah. I'm so speaking of techniques, there's you seem to always have like a new little like technique here and there and it's sometimes i wonder like is this something that you really really try to do in a role like competition wise like when you did like the santa guard thing like is that something that you actually try sometimes to do like in competition or do you do you do that just to kind of troll people a little bit and just having fun and just trying to see different positions
1: okay so Santa Gard is not my brainchild child. Okay. Brian Miller, technically unsound jujitsu, i highly recommend them. Like I today, okay, so I got I've got, got a student his name is John. And John is, you know, a, a tough, grizzled old man. <laughs> He's not that old, but, like, he's got a white beard, so he looks older than he is. Yeah. And uh, I called him Santa Claus, and so, like, I could put him in Santa Guard, and then kept, like, just, just fucking with him. Then at <laughs> a certain point, we get, we broke out the pool noodles and started smacking each other with pool noodles, and I'm doing this for fun, guys. Like, this is literally, this is, the, I do this for, for fun. Now, that being said, Santa Guard is a, is a novel concept, because what I'm doing is I'm pinning your nearside hip and I'm elevating your far side leg. At the same time, I have a near side underhook and a far side overhook. So I'm literally forcing my way into your lap. Yeah. Now, conceptually speaking, for the other person to get out of this position, they have to make big movements. So if I want to submit you, this is a good way to bait you into doing something stupid yeah um i do land in this position sometimes i do have plans to try to do it in competition if it ever happens you'll know about it because i'll be posting oh
0: that. for sure
1: like they believe me on the achievement list santa claus is one of them okay
0: what do you what do you have uh, planned for your for your next competition
1: dude i'm going against sean mccleary next uh, next sunday
0: it's oh tough. nice yeah yeah,
1: yeah. tough so i'm just gonna try to not die <laughs> um like honestly i mean like all kidding aside right I, I save these sorts of like dumb things for local events because right. i don't give a shit if right. i win or lose <laughs> so like, i go out there i treat it like a weird open mat
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? It's still fun, and yeah, at the end of the day, you are still putting on a show. And even if it is a small local one, you might catch something that still ends up kind of making its round in jujitsu.
1: Yeah, like I, I last the last uh or two turn last two tournaments I did, I, I did some pretty neat stuff. Like I got one guy with uh, my fastest submission ever. It was a yeah. lock, like and that went that that got virality.
0: Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, like, um, and then
0: that was for the uh, upgraded, right? Or was it? I think I had it.
1: No, no, that was two, that was like three, three or four things ago. Oh, right. Sort of thing, like that was just an Imanari rolled to a heel hook. I hit that in like five and a half seconds, <laughs> six seconds right? Right. And then I hit, uh, in the next tournament after that, my first match, the guy shot a blast double and I just scooped his arm and just took it, and I got it in like four seconds.
0: Right, right, right. I think I, I think you you posted that clip, right? No,
1: I did, yeah, I, yeah. And then after that, after that, I did a local, or I did a. a I guess it was the Buckeye State grappling tournament, and I, I, hit my very first ever matching set, which I was very proud of.
0: Yeah, you've been working a lot on your wrestling.
1: I have been. I have been working quite a bit on my wrestling. Um, I trained quite a bit with uh, Dante Leone. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready for ADCC, so he's been wrestling a lot. Yeah. And uh, I try to, like, piggyback on some of those sessions. I have not done one recently just because, uh, like, two or three events ago, I, I popped my rib right Oof. before the event. Right. This is, like, to be clear, I think two or three events ago. I mean, two or three weeks ago.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's, been, it's been an onslaught, like, one thing every weekend. Yeah. For a while now. Um, this is my first weekend off in, like, a month. <laughs>
0: It's good, man. Well, thank you for taking the time for for oh, jumping okay. on.
1: Man. Of course, I've been to get on your podcast, but like, so I popped my rib, and so I really have not been doing much wrestling since I popped my rib. Right. Um, it's fine. Like, I'm better now, but it's it's nerve wracking.
0: Yeah, and it's a, you definitely feel it. That's one of those that that takes a little while. So, speaking of ADCC that was one of the reasons like when when i reached out to you a while ago to get you on here because to me the decision you made was to come in wearing the ghee pants or wearing the ghee for adcc north uh north american trials yeah. and i thought that was a great move on your part when you made the decision it wasn't a decision uh for trolling purposes or to fuck with people purposes. That was an actual strategic move that you made. Yeah. So kind of walk us through what was your initial idea? I know you posted about it, but I really want to hear from you to kind of elaborate on it. Your initial idea from what you were planning to what you learned from it.
1: Okay. So, and so the, the plan was, I, I, from reading the rules and from actually uh, reaching out to Mo and to Tom, I realized that not only could you wear a gi to the ADCC trials, your opponents are not allowed to grab the gi.
0: Like anywhere, not just the pants. They're literally not allowed to grab it in any. They're
1: not allowed any. To fucking grab your fucking gi. <laughs> Yeah. Go roll with somebody while you're wearing no gi shit, and they're wearing a gi, and you're not allowed to grab their gi. Let me know how that goes for you.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're it's gonna go nuts. Fuck. Yeah, it's
1: a fucking mind fuck, and it's not pleasant for the other person, and you're constantly like. Eh, eh, eh.
0: Now, when when you reached out to them for the rule wise, they can't grab your gi, but are you allowed to use your gi for submissions? Yeah. Okay. But uh, they,
1: i don't use my heat for submissions anyways yeah i don't grab my own lapels yeah yeah i don't grab my own sleeves i don't do that i'm not that that's not my style You're right right I'm like, I'm like, i will have only hit like maybe one or two ezekiel chokes ever
0: yeah so, so and i mean i again i so one of my good friends um carlos he's an ADCC ref like he's been a referee
1: conversation with Carlos about it a couple months ago.
0: Yeah, no. And that's because him and I, when we were working on, on doing stuff, like I, like when, when you first like announced that that's like what you were going to do, like I sat there and I talked to Carlos and we're saying like, no, that's fucking genius. That's great. Like, why wouldn't you like, and you're the only one that's doing it. So what, Do you feel you got out of that? Like, would that be like a decision you would do again, or would you not try that again? Like, do do you see validity in the idea?
1: Okay, so (laughs) really funny you bring up Carlos. Yeah. So I literally, you know, in he was up here for uh, the Twisted Church event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple months ago. Yeah. And. uh, yeah, yeah, he, he and I talked about it. He made a very valid point that I agree with, which is wearing the gi, great idea. Entering ultra heavy, great idea. Yeah. Wearing the gi in ultra heavy, not so great. Yeah. And, and hindsight, 100%. He's 100% right. Mm-hmm. I should not have worn the gi to an ultra heavy division. Yeah. Because in ultra heavy, you want your movement, your movement's your advantage. Yeah. Like that would, that would have been my advantage. Not being, not having the same fluidity of movement was my disadvantage and it might have been why I lost. Yeah. That being said, I don't know if you saw my match from the trials. Yeah, I did. I did score a pretty cool sweep.
0: Yeah. That was going to be the next question that like, I wanted to talk to you about that, like the sweep and I'll, I'll throw it up there on the edit so people can see it while we talk about it, but continue.
1: I hit a pretty cool sweep that I would not have hit if I did not have the friction of my pants. I'm just gonna say about that, right? Yeah. So what it was, my opponent Kevin was in top half guard. He went for a dog bar, which he wound up actually finishing on me later on in the match. Mm-hmm. I released my half guard. I allowed the pass. He has top side control. He's hunting for wrist, hunting for arms. He walks to top north south. I take my left leg. I loop it around his forearm and his bicep i trap them and i sweep him with it
0: so when you're trapping that because like the the video from from the competition doesn't really show it are you throwing in uh, a figure four on there are you pinning the arm like this where like your legs pinching like both the forearm and the yeah, bicep okay. together yeah. okay yeah. okay I
1: a figure four. right and I, I it's a very effective sweep and submission yeah. And honestly, I was trying to finish him with it, but he was just too big. Yeah. So I let it go and I settled into top side control. And then when he went and I saw he was really eager to recover guard, my thought process was I'm going to go ahead and let him recover guard and then I'm going to drop back into a heel hook. Mm-hmm. He went to half guard instead of close. I'm like, the fuck is he out? Half <sighs> half guard guard? Yeah. Half. Got yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I mean, it, it was a nice knee bar from bottom half. It was, it was really yeah. nice. So like, it's it like,
1: really
0: yeah. It was, you know, Did you do a breakdown on that sweep? Have you done a breakdown on that sweep yet?
1: No. Well, I mean, I have, but not like, not publicly. I, I have, yeah. um, so I, I do, uh, instructional content at rockfin. Yeah. Um, so I, I do it on there, but like,
0: so if people want to learn it, they got to go to rockfin to go check it out
1: only 10 bucks
0: a month guys it's kind of worth it i mean it it is a dope sweep and like i said well i don't know if i can post it up without getting in trouble from from our good friends at at flow but uh that that's a whole different conversation that we can have um yeah but i definitely definitely urge you guys to go check out uh uh the match on uh that that one channel Uh,
1: yeah I, I think that I, I think if I had that match like 50 times, I win like 30, 30 of it, you know? like Yeah. Like, I think, I, I think I'm a better competitor than Kevin, but I think Kevin got the better of me that day. And I think, you know, good for him.
0: So I'm assuming you're going to plan on doing the trials again next time they come up. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Cause um, I was going
1: to. So like I, I, I have a kid do at the end of. uh oh, nice. COVID.
0: Dude, congratulations.
1: Um. So like, that's going to affect my ability to compete.
0: Right, of course.
1: We'll see. We'll
0: see. Nice man. All right. So then, hindsight, in knowing then what you know now, which way would you have gone? Would you have gone towards competing in was it the under ninety nine in the gi or going just regular no gi stuff and going for the for the heavyweight? I know, granted, it's a very hypothetical question, but I'm yeah, curious. I'm, I'm you know just you know. curious about your, your mindset on it.
1: It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm being honest. Um, knowing what I know now, I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're trying to go for that 30 out of 50. Fuck it, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I, dude, I, like I said, I'm a fan. And so, I was saying,
1: like, I know that the, I know that he can do it. I know what he. If we're talking about, do I know everything I know now? Do I know yeah. that you're gonna try to dog bar me from bottom half? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I, right, I fair. I'm here. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair, fair, uh, point. <laughs> um, dude, I, I feel bad. I know you gotta spend time with the full life. It's already nine. I, I have, do Like no, I said, I have. Awesome. Well, no, I'm just curious like just really like, you know, like you said the what you have planned now, like and now you had the kid do, that's that's freaking awesome, man. I'm super stoked for you. I know like you got a bunch of stuff going on. I think the one thing that or two things at least that I definitely want to point out. I saw a while ago you had trap daddy talk trash to you on on your Instagram post. Okay. so i didn't know if that was something that was really gonna happen where you guys are gonna actually like compete against each other sorry, who? exactly exactly who
1: are you talking about
0: so if you look i forget which post it is so there's a there's a guy that that uh talked trash about your technique trap daddy in one of your instagram posts if i'll find it again because i saw you didn't answer him so i didn't know if that was like something that was going on a show it's basically this morbidly obese wannabe social media influencer who likes to try and pick fights with people he thinks he's a fighter and he thinks he's a social media influencer and it looked like he was trying to pick a fight with you yeah. so i'm just well, i was wondering if you guys are uh, ex- I, I
1: think i know who you're talking about now yeah um, yeah no i mean
0: you wouldn't take that match
1: if they if i was offered that match i would take it because he, uh, it has to be money. It has to be money involved.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: I'm getting paid. Like, have you seen his Naga match
0: that he had? Oh, God, dude. Where he, like, tapped out to nothing. Like, didn't he, like, just fall on his back and he, like, just tapped out?
1: Yeah, he tapped to exhaustion in yeah. a Naga match. But he still talks Naga trash.
0: Match. Yeah. And he's still I talking know, trash. He can
1: talk all the trash he wants. I mean, he, he tapped to exhaustion in a Naga match. I, it's fun. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. Like...
0: Okay, I, so... I, match like that comes up and it's someone that's like talking trash like that would you go the the gordon ryan route where you're just like making him suffer for 30 minutes or would you go the fastest submission
1: what's the rule set
0: uh submit well i guess we could do submission only let's do submission only
1: no time limit
0: no time limit
1: oh i tap into exhaustion
0: (laughs) well i mean i guess technically speaking
1: here's the here's the thing thing. i don't know i don't know if you know this but I have a library of nonsense techniques. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm aware of some of them, yes.
1: And maybe one of those nonsense techniques comes out of the fucking hat.
0: Oh, that'd be amazing.
1: I'm just saying, like maybe, maybe, maybe Fat Man gets tapped with a sulu up I don't know. I don't know. That'd be great. Maybe, maybe I try to feed him his own feet. <laughs> I don't know.
0: If you could make that happen, if you could even get that position to happen yeah that's an automatic win
1: right no but like here's the thing part of the reason that I was calling out the local scene was because I knew that not a single one of them would take the match and that Mm -hmm. if anyone did they would not be able to beat me yeah like we were talking about this earlier Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a match that I know I'm going to win if there's money involved or you know if I have a reason Yeah. I'll take it I'll do it
0: would you is there anybody that you would actually want to compete at for like a like a super fight obviously like what would be a a goal or dream matchup for you
1: i, mean, I, have, a, I have a bunch of matchups that i'd like to take so like i'm big on rematches i, I like be, i like going against guys that have beaten me that i think that i have the tools to beat
2: mm-hmm.
1: or that i think or 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 that I think I did not have the best showing against in their first match.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I've ha- I'm not going to name names I really don't want to tarnish their wins over right. me. But right. Like there are some opponents that I've lost to that honestly like I did not come into those matches 100% and I'd like a rematch. But again, it's one of those things. I'm I'm not big on on calling people out if that makes any sense. Like, no, that's I'm awesome. Calling- I, I want a match against Dave Garmo because he's a fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, well, there's that, right? I want that match. There's
0: I mean, that. give people a little bit of the history. Why?
1: Uh, I mean, just simply put, if they, we talked about the event, the Twisted Church event earlier. Yeah. Uh, so, they, uh, Robbie and Dave, the, the, guy that, the guys that run it, it, hit me up when they were initially planning it, and they were like, hey, we want you on it. Do, do you want a match on this? And I'm like, yeah, I do, actually. Okay, who do you want? I'm like, they're like, we're we're thinking Hysam Rita. I'm like, that would be a very cool match. That's a match that I want. I really want a match against David Garmo. And the reason I want a match against David Garmo before and Rita is because I think if I manage to succeed against Rita, Garmo's never taking a match with me.
0: Uh, All right.
1: Right? So, like, I think that that's the order of operations. Go against Garmo, hopefully win. Go against Rita, hopefully win. You know, whatever.
2: Right, Right, right.
1: That's what I wanted to do. So they're like, okay, we'll set the matchup. So they set the matchup, supposedly, right? But then they're like, oh, we're actually doing an ADCC-style tournament. Uh, Garmo's in the tournament. Do you want us to put you in the tournament and give you Garmo first round? I said, that works. It's fine. Yeah. Let's do that. But then... They're like, yo, oh, well, Garmo's pulling out because Rita's in, but Garmo said he wants a match and that he will take a match with anybody. And so this is the match we're gonna make. If if, if you want to get out of the tournament. I said, okay, sounds good. We'll do that. And then Garmo's response is, oh, anybody but a meal.
0: That's just, yeah, that's a that's a bitch move. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So now, so now, I mean, again, you're not calling people out. That's not your thing. But I will say that's a bitch move. Like you can't no, say no, I, I give. Kind
1: of bitch move and fuck David Garmo for making that. And to be clear, like, you know, I was, I was rather unhappy about that whole situation. I was rather public about my unhappiness about that situation, both mm. with Garmo and then also I felt like it was, it had been mishandled by the organization. I had a long conversation. With the guys that run that thing were good you know it's water under the bridge it was one of those things where like they were put into an uncomfortable situation and they did their best with what they thought they had going on right i just want to be clear about that, that like you know with them it's water under the bridge it's over uh with garmo i you know i hope at some point he nuts up
0: toughen up buttercup yep no man dude that's awesome I'm going to get back to you on another one. We're definitely going to get you back on, on the podcast sometime what soon. It, oh, no, dude, I got a bunch. I got a bunch. Oh, I don't no, want to... T- we got time. We got time. Yeah, oh, man. No, I, don't, I don't want your wife coming after me. That's the don't part. You I- does
1: know you.
0: All right. I'll make it the last one. Right? I mean, that's a lot of people, so it doesn't change. Um, <laughs> the one thing that you and I definitely are at an eye on the situation you had with uh flow grappling and flow sports when they threw the the copyright at you like a while ago and they like ended up threatening to like sue you this was about a year ago i think something like that yeah so for those of people that don't know you posted up a technique breakdown video right and then got caught.
1: no no it wasn't even that
0: you were on the podcast that's right
1: I did like, a, a, like a two hour podcast.
0: Yeah, that's what it was.
1: And we brought up like a three minute match that Flow Grappling had published on YouTube to discuss it. Yeah. And Flow Grappling tried throwing the book at me.
0: They threw the copyright strike at you yeah. and you debated it or contested it with fair use because it was fair use. You're doing a reaction slash breakdown. It's educational and then they decided to go the legal route on it yep so kind of give me your point of view on it because like so like from there like what ended up happening
1: i talked to uh, one of my sponsors that is an attorney shout out not a rookie um and uh was advised to go ahead and withdraw my protest hmm. um, Withdrew my protest. And then after that, after that, uh Flow Grappling kind of dropped dropped it on YouTube. Like YouTube basically reinstated the video, then I deleted the video because fuck Flow Grappling. Yeah. And fuck YouTube, quite frankly. Um
2: (laughs) true. Yeah.
1: But like I I mean, that was just one example of Flow being ridiculous and petty. Like Flow, for whatever reason, I'm not sure if it's Huel that doesn't like me or. Like that wanna guy. Do? Yeah. Oh, uh, poop, poopy hands, Mc uh Mc Mc McSteely face.
0: Oh know. wanna be Hollywood. Uh, no, uh,
1: honestly like Mike uh come you on know Mike. Yeah. Just, I actually like Mike. Really? I do. I do like mm. Mike.
0: I mean, there's there's a point where we disagree. I I can't I understand the character he's trying to do. I, I just whatever, it is what it is. But a stupid I, don't, don't get yeah.
1: not get Character, but I, I do think that Mike Sears is not a bad guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honest, like, I think that, like, if we're going to talk about the people in the company, Huel is probably your. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the douchebag that ran away with uh, everybody's money. And yeah. then
1: now, now we're forced to look, and listen to, him. look yeah. and listen to him.
0: Which, by the way, hands down, one of the worst commentators ever hands down one of the worst commentators like you can it's so sad when you can tell someone has zero understanding of what's going on and like i can point out all the little phrases that he uses just because he probably heard joe rogan say or like dc say it on a ufc fight and then he tries to find a place to interject it like dude that how people allow that man to like stay on these things i don't know
1: i've been saying this for a while For whatever reason, the big organizations in Jiu-Jitsu have very little to no respect for their customers.
0: 100%. 100%.
1: IBJJF, flow grappling. Maybe uh, the customers start fighting back. Maybe when, uh, when, when people see that Cyborg signed up for a tournament, show up with bushels of rotten fruit and start pelting him when he gets on the mat. Maybe make a big fucking... Like, imagine if that happened twice. Twice. Just a fucking flash mob of people pelting Cyborg with rotten fruit when he steps on the mat. Do you think he'd continue showing up to IBJJ? Oh, for sure, no. For sure, no. No, exactly.
0: And like, I mean, and and mind you, I was, I looked up to Cyborg for like the longest time because I worked with him. And I saw a lot of stuff but when I started seeing all this extra stuff that was going on and we did the whole episode, like, I don't care who's who, like, you could say what you want. We were the only podcast that even touched that whole situation with Marcelo. Like we were the only ones that did it. It Marcel. took, what's that? Marcel. Marcel. Like we were the only ones that even touch the conversation. And I went as far as being as neutral as I possibly could to take it the legal route of, I don't want to get accused of sitting there and taking anything, but there's so many people in jujitsu that waited for weeks and weeks and weeks to even say something. And those same like pieces of shit are the ones that are like, I'll see them still kissing his ass. Absolutely.
1: It's Absolutely. like,
0: no, dude, it's so stupid. It's like, dude, i had dinner with the guy i sat there and i went out with him like at the the day before he
1: is is a charismatic person
0: he he's never done anything rude to me he's never been disrespectful to me he's always treated me with respect but when you take money over treating people properly then i have an issue then i have the issue
1: for for me for me my, my involvement with it is a little bit deeper than i think some people realize Mm -hmm. so marcel's victim's father was pressing me for a long time like when i say a long time i mean like months years before all this shit came out he desperately wanted jujitsu times to cover the fact that marcel was still active in the fight sports community Mm -hmm. and he would send me these pictures the same pictures that eventually were posted by mo jassim he would send me these pictures on facebook messenger be like hey let's get something going my response was always this is not enough yeah insufficient evidence for any publication to write anything about this yeah and it's a big problem like i was like listen i believe you i sympathize with you you know i want to see these scumbags have their shit go to life but at the end of the day there's only so much i can do in my purview as, as a writer yeah and when when mo got his hands on it and he just went nuclear just posted it that their response was the most valuable item in the whole thing yeah the fact that they they were so stupid. They could have just denied the reality of those pictures. They could have just said, Hey, those, the pictures are from like 10 years ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. They could have said that. They yeah. chose not to. Which I guess good for them. I'm being somewhat honest for a second, yeah. you know, like a moment of clarity or something.
0: And I but think yeah. if if anything, that was more in a PR attempt at damage control. Like, if, but if
1: they would just literally say, No, these are not, you know, that's not that's not Marcel would we have had any proof that that is Marcel
0: yeah I mean you 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 would be
1: brainy fucking pictures from like very far away well
0: the ones that that Mo posted yeah but like the the problem with that was the fact that Mo, like Mo posted photos that were screenshots of screenshots of screenshots kind of thing because those
1: understand. I saw the originals they were just as bad I
0: I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you like the other part that happened like outside of this, cause I don't want to get into like my own legal trouble. Cause you know how oh, people like sure to get le- litigious, life. but I, I mean, I agree with you. And the funny part is that like, I personally have gone to jujitsu times, like with other people that I found out about where I was like, and not even in this situation, in other situations where I can show you the, the conversation, like through Facebook and I'm like, this is literally all the info. I'm like please do something about it where we got the same answer i was like it's not enough to talk about it we can't talk about it like it, like we we're not going to cover it and then six months later like all of a sudden there's an article on it well like fuck me man like why did you take so long like i don't want any credit on this i don't want anything out of it other than people to be like you know protected like people yeah. need to be called out yeah. so it's I, it's 50 50. Like, I agree with you. Like, yeah, it's a lot of shitty people, but then why is it jujitsu times sat there and posted all this information out there. And then four weeks after that, they're still posting photos of cyborg, but they're posting articles covering this and that it's like, so you either gonna sit there it's, it's and
1: pictures of
0: yeah, there was like, there was articles and stuff like after, well, after all that stuff happened where all of a sudden they're talking about like some competition or something that, they're, that they were doing. So it's like, for sure flow doesn't give a shit flow doesn't care Flo will do anything for clickbait but like it it's weird to me how many people think the way that you think or i think and then everybody's pissed off about it but yet nobody does anything so it's either do we actually care or we don't
1: no no nobody cares dude. Lloyd yeah. Ir- Lloyd Irving. Lloyd Irving.
0: oh yeah 100 100 like
1: nobody thought, like you talk to your average blue belt today They don't know anything about the Lloyd Irvin situation or what people...
0: I have no fucking clue.
1: Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because nobody fucking cares.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, well, we're still letting Lloyd go and fucking corner somebody at a UFC fight? Like, or like, why? Why are we doing this? So so who's really at fault? Is it the community as a whole? Or is it the fact that, you know, they're just letting this dude come into that like place? Because if it's my organization, like... Yo, your whole team is welcome fuck that guy that guy can't come in here like i don't see like what the the difficulty in that is
1: i mean the ufc doesn't care
0: well not the ufc but i'm saying like any other like whether it's a tournament why am i still seeing lloyd irvin walking into IBJJF competitions
1: oh because nicolas Marigali flipping off somebody in the crowd is more important to them than uh
0: right right like that's that's the part that 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 pisses me off too but whatever it's it's mind-blowing but i agree with you and then some people have the argument it's like well that's their culture that's how it is over there it's okay it's like no that doesn't work that way not different country different rules doesn't work that way I. it is what it is listen i don't want to end it on that note like i definitely don't want to end it on that note (laughs) um so you fuck people i hate people i say that all the time anyway so it's all good so Rockfin, for anybody that wants to come in and get uh, some uh, cool, extra, more in depth breakdowns of some of the techniques that you do, I'll throw the link up on there.
1: Um,
0: and then we got to follow you, uh, Emil Fisher BJJ on Facebook, Emil underscore Fisher for Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if you're using it's Twitter as much. So it's not the underscore. Why do I have the underscore BJJ? Oh, I know why. I know I did that. I have it on here, written from uh, like earlier when I was taking notes and I was rushing. Um,
1: out here, knowing all my all my handles and stuff, bro.
0: Yeah, like no. social security numbers and all sorts of stuff, right? Um, you got any seminars planned in the near future?
1: Um, no, there's something I'm going to be announcing, but I'm not announced yet. Um, I got a match next Saturday at Sapatero. 30 against Sean McCleary uh then I got a match the following weekend at Hudson Valley Grappling Invitation and it'll be available on Flow Grappling
0: yay oh man
1: check it out live at Poughkeepsie New York that's gonna be fun I gotta say like if you don't if you guys don't don't know what Mike Wacker's doing with HVGI check it out it's like really cool uh I really like what he's been doing with this uh these super fight cards yeah get some really high level talent on there i really like how the venue looks the way he treats the competitors really cool um, that's awesome man yeah dude yeah, that's coming up and i'll be doing the EBI qualifier in september
0: nice but not the combat jujitsu.
1: fuck that dude
0: come on man um, <laughs> not your thing, not the the wheelhouse. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind I'm watching you, pips
1: years old. If Another fucking man slaps me in the face. I'm gonna have to slash his tires.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's other ways to handle this.
1: Uh, kind of brake line.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's an accident. It happens all the time. I don't know what you're talking
1: Oops. about. I don't
0: know what happened. Oh, it was a Ford. yeah It happens all the time. The Fords. You're good, dude. Emil, thank you so much for doing this, man. I'm glad we finally got you on here. Hopefully, we get you back on here pretty soon, guys. Make sure you go follow him. We'll have all the links on the description, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or anything else. You're listening to the podcast. My man, thank you again. Congratulations again on the baby.
1: Thanks.
0: Thanks. And uh, make sure you tell the wife that this is your fault, not my fault.
1: Oh, she'll, she'll
0: know. Okay. <laughs> she'll know. Sounds I good. Know,
1: like, I don't know if you know this, but like, I was running a podcast on my own for a while.
0: Yeah, that was a while ago though.
1: Oh yeah, that was like it was over a year ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like end of twenty twenty, like middle middle to end of twenty twenty, and like so like I used to do like fucking two and a half hour episodes. She gets so pissed at me.
0: Tell <laughs> so her be like, you know what? Go start your own podcast then. I get exactly. mad at you.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, don't get mad. It's fun. Yeah, Dude. It's just,
1: don't get mad. Get even.
0: there you go exactly make it worth your while dude have a great sunday night i'll uh i'll catch you later on i'll shoot you a message but thank you again dude take care see it well there he is the man is freaking hilarious very passionate about jujitsu. even though we both agree that people in jiu-jitsu suck emil fisher big thank you to emil for taking time out on a sunday night after a long week of training he's got a bunch of matches coming up in the future Big shout out to him, and thank you to him for taking the time out to be on the podcast after all this time trying to get him on. Freaking hilarious to talk to. He's got so many uh, different, crazy, funny stories. But please don't forget to check out the Rockfin account, his uh, his Instagram, his Twitter, his Facebook. Go follow the guy. Go show some support. Go check out some of his techniques. Go. He's got a lot of like fun techniques, and some of them that look super crazy and that you're never going to get you never know you might catch it on uh, on uh, on a row on open mat or in some you know some tournament or something I hope you guys dig it I hope you enjoyed the podcast as always a big shout out to our sponsors Chokaloha. go to com and use our promo code to get a discount if you don't know what the promo code is go look down below All right this is interactive you got to go look. And Use the code and get a discount on some of the best gear in jujitsu. hands down. They also support law enforcement officers, which we support all the time. So, big shout out to Chocaloha. Also, don't forget to check out our sponsor, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Go to jiu-jitsusoapco.com. And again, go use the promo code. Stop being funky. Stop stinking. You don't want to show up to class smelling, and you definitely want to shower after class. So, go to jiu-jitsusoapco.com for the best soap in jujitsu screw all those other companies all right all those other companies are trash you don't want that i have not purchased any other soap other than jujitsu soap co and if you really dig it let us know maybe we'll do another collab bar with them everybody that got a bar from the first time we did one enjoyed it Uh, i still have like two or three that i had stashed away and i love mine so please go check out all of our sponsors thank you all for the support don't forget to hit the subscribe button the little notification bell if you really liked the podcast and if you listen to us on itunes spotify uh anywhere else hit the subscribe button share with your friends i'll catch you guys on the next one don't forget to check out the twitch channel okay don't don't be that guy go check out the twitch channel catch you guys on the next episode